All right, before we get started, uh, this episode is on YouTube. So if you'd rather watch it as opposed to listen to it, head over to YouTube and search for The Drive Home with Timothy or the title of this episode, which is uh, Statues and Limitations. Enjoy. Welcome back to The Drive Home with Timothy. My name's Dustin. Timothy's not in the vehicle, but his music is. He's here in spirit. Uh, For those of you new to The Drive Home with Timothy, uh, he created this music a while ago, and he has not stopped bragging about it since. And uh, I love it too, so I can't blame him. Uh, Thanks for being here. So as you're probably aware, what's going on right now across the country and beyond, excuse me, this is kind of a rough start already, Um, statues of historical figures are being taken down because the figures that they represent were racist while they were alive. The angle's off too. See, I'm not good at this. Look at this. Um. So these statues are being taken down because the figures they represent were, while they were alive, they were racist people. Um, so we've got statues of slave traders being knocked over um, or just uh, Confederate soldiers, Confederate generals. And in some cases, it's happening by petition or city order. And in other cases, protesters are just knocking them down and getting rid of them. Uh, in England, which is not even here... Um, There was a statue of a slave trader that was defaced, knocked over, and rolled into Bristol Harbor. And I say good. Good. Uh, Look, statues are inherently creepy. Look, here's a guy made out of bronze with lifeless eyes and a ventriloquist dummy smile. Um, Looks like they propped up a corpse and painted it like one of those robot street performers at Times Square. It's creepy. Um, But statues aside... If we're going to take every statue down of a historical figure who's done something objectionable, we're going to run out of statues, which, again, I'm fine with. But, you know, even even the Statue of Liberty was protested when it was first put up. You think about it. How can you put a giant statue of an ugly French girl in New York Harbor and name it after freedom at a time when women weren't even allowed to vote in this country? Right? There were only two women who attended the unveiling of the Statue of Liberty because it was being protested at the time. So we're running out of historical heroes. Statues of Christopher Columbus, Thomas Jefferson have been um, removed. George Washington has been defaced, and there's a petition to get him removed as well. These are great men. Christopher Columbus risked sailing off of the edge of the damn world to find a new land and steal it from the natives. Uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. And yeah, he had slaves, but he also treated them really well. I mean, one of them he even allowed to be his concubine and the mother of his illegitimate children. George Washington, obviously, Washington, he, he risked his life over and over to free the white people in America from the white people in England. Yeah, they're they're flawed, but the point is heroic people in any time are a prisoner of their time, just like you are right now. You just don't know it yet. Imagine your post-apocalyptic great-great-grandchildren and what they're going to say about you and your your 
environment-destroying SUV, your Old Navy sweatshop clothes. Um, we've got JFK who objectified women on a level that most people never get to, right? He had multiple affairs with multiple people while he was the mo- one of the most powerful men on the planet at the time. And we have dozens of monuments to him, not just in the U.S., but also outside. You don't think he me too those women? You don't think they were a little intimidated by his power? Marilyn Monroe, his most famous affair, um, do you think he was attracted to her because of her mind? He objectified her. She was known for being really pretty and kind of stupid, and he wanted to basically own her. She was like the, the Kim Kardashian of her time except she didn't suck out her belly fat through a straw and get it pushed back into her butt cheeks. But she she wasn't known, it was not like he was just attracted to her from scratch. She, she He objectified her, he wanted to own her curves, and so he did. And also, and that that's despicable, obviously. And also, he was also a great man, right? He kept us from sending this planet to hell through a nuclear pissing match with the Russians. So if we're going to throw every slave owner's statue into the ocean, what about all the people who are alive that also have skeletons in their closet? You going to throw away your Top Gun DVDs because Tom Cruise is a Scientologist? I mean, he believes that goblins come out of volcanoes and that they haunt you forever, forever, unless you go to a special building and tell Kirstie Alley, all of your family secrets on tape. Scientology is the most ridiculous cult there is, and I'm a Mormon. Um, and yet we still show up for Mission Impossible Fallout. That dude's not canceled, right? What happens when uh, Greta Thunberg gets a D- minus in PE? And she will. No 12-year-old who's obsessed with climate change is also good at kickball. So maybe we could just celebrate people for the amazing things that they accomplish and not zero in on the messed up ideas that were programmed into them by the messed up time in which they live. And don't get me wrong, I understand why why people, especially certain people, want to get rid of certain aspects of our country. And I think if somebody's famous specifically because of their racism, like Robert E. Lee or Donald Trump, yeah, by all men, by all means, let's get rid of those statues. And I understand black people in particular haven't felt heard in this country for a long time. I mean, we're like that old couple that's been arguing for a couple of centuries. You know, the wife keeps asking the husband to help around the house. Maybe you could do the dishes every now and then or pick up some dirty laundry. Then the husband mostly ignores her. Uh, Every now and then, maybe he'll make the bed just to get her off his back. Year after year, she keeps bringing it up and he acts like he can't even hear her. And so the tension's growing between them. And then one day she comes home and he's just sitting in a pile of fast food wrappers with the TV on. And she's like, I've had enough. I'm not doing this anymore. So Saturday rolls around. He goes golfing with his friends. And as soon as he leaves, she wheels his pool table out into the driveway and sets it on fire. And goes and gets maybe his baseball cards and his favorite t-shirt from college and throws them in there too. A couple hours later, he comes home and a pile of his hopes and dreams are burning, smoldering in his driveway. And she's standing next to it with her arms folded across her chest like, can you hear me now, mother bleeper? I get it. I get it. That's where we are. The thing is, the Black Lives Matter movement has the attention of the civilized world right now. 
it's being heard in a way that it never has before, right? We just spent three months locked in our houses, homeschooling our kids and streaming reruns of The Office. We're bored. We've had so much pent-up energy and a need for human contact. And then here comes the George Floyd video. It was a tragic story, but it was also perfect timing, I think, for the movement. Thousands of people flocked to the streets to call for change, and, and everybody heard you. It was all over the place. We all watched horrified as peaceful protesters had toxic gases and rubber bullets fired at them in the streets, video after video. The usual distractions were all gone. No work, no sports, no church, no Disneyland. Couldn't even go to Costco unless you could wrestle a mask away from some exhausted healthcare worker. So you got their undivided attention with the movement. Question is, now what? What has all of it been for up to this point? And be specific. Has all of this been leading up to knocking down statues? Because if not, I think taking the statues down is going to work against the cause. Because it makes the cause look disorganized and irrational. And I know that it's not. But that's how it looks. And, and maybe that's not fair. But I think Colin Kaepernick showed us what, what, what we're up against here. Right? 2014, Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, Michael Brown was shot and killed by Officer Darren Wilson. Darren Wilson was not uh, punished. The riots that happened after lasted for several weeks including burning buildings, rocks being thrown at police. The American establishment collectively said, if you're going to protest, excuse me, if you're going to protest, do it peacefully. Not like that. Two years later, Colin Kaepernick decides to kneel down during the national anthem before his football games in protest mostly of police treatment of black people. The American establishment, again, says, not like that either. So when you're, when you're peaceful, it doesn't work. When you're not peaceful, it doesn't work. I get it. I get it. But now, this is different. All eyes are on the movement. And you've got the majority of the country with you. If the, if the focus now is on police reform and furthering the conversation for, of race relations in the country and beyond, then the timing might be perfect right now to actually bring about some real change. If the focus is on defacing and removing monuments of historical figures, the opposition is going to paint this movement as violent and unreasonable, and nothing will happen. I get it, there's a lot of stuff that needs to change, but we have a short attention span, so we've got to start with the most obvious things and just see how far we get. So what's it going to be? Pool table is on fire in the driveway, and you have their attention. It's time to be specific about what to change. And I say we start with police reform and we let George Washington just rest easy, at least for now. Thanks for watching. Let me know in the comments what you think.